This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Guys, tonight we're going to become a family. (laughs) Finally, we're going to become a family. (laughs) I'm going to be your son. And it's going to take forever to adopt me. The runaway mom. (laughs) It's the first time you've heard of that. (laughs) The run from home mom. You've heard the stay at home mom. You're the run at home mom. We listen to Zoe Girl, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I love Jesus Christ. You disgusting little pig. I'll be giant dog. Are you familiar with like Calvinism as a concept? (laughs) White women are notoriously shifty and Imagine that your words are this tube of toothpaste. Once they're out, try and get them back in. So freaking true. So true. You know what? Hey, I know we're laughing, but I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. Did you say something you shouldn't have? <laughs> no, I'm not referring to anything in particular. I'm just like, I always need to hear that. I always want to be taught uh-huh. by one of the great influencers of our time. <laughs> well, I'm Caroline. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. What is Good Christian Fun? Can you do this in less than 30 seconds? Yeah, it's a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, uh, the weird underworld, the underbelly of actual pop culture. I'm so sorry, time's up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's great. We both grew up Christian. We know a lot about it. Uh, We're on the uh, spectrum, in a way, of faith. (laughs) (laughs) So far, so good. Thank you. Uh, And we're not here to proselytize. We're not here to make you become a Christian or anything like that. But if you are a Christian or a person of faith, we're not here to take that away from you either. We just want to talk to you about just face to face. Hey, we just want to have a conversation. We just want to have. We just want to have a dialogue, do you a debate, some time, and just like talk about how things are going and like how your heart's doing. I actually do want to do that, <laughs> but I don't want to frame it like that anymore. There's no turn at the end. The the last two sort of like dates like that I've been on, like like friend dates like that I've been on in a row. I have always asked near the end like. But are you happy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just like, are you content? Like, honestly, you can tell me. You know, and it's always like, oh. one of them was more uh, uh, open to that question than the other. Are you happy is like two. a hard one. That's a loaded one. Well, because it's like, what are we doing, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm. Uh, it's also about life. And you know what another word for life is? Zoe. Mm. That really is. That's what Zoe means in like the original I did not know that. whatever Greek. Yeah, it's the Greek. So somebody was like a cool name like Xenon. No, so their their name means life girl. <laughs> Zoe girl is life girl. Ooh. And honestly, I think we should say that was my that favorite doll growing up. Is life girl? <laughs> yeah, the American life girl doll. She had blood. <laughs> we should say on the internet now. This is giving me Zoe. Right. <laughs> Like you like to say, let's do Zoe together. Yeah, oh, we're doing we're doing Zoe together. <laughs> hey, can we just like have a community and, and honestly, like for real, do Zoe together? <laughs> and, and some guys confused, like 
is that Zoe? <laughs> We're like, no, live. This is a Christian thing. Come on, man. Uh, well, we need a little help to do Zoe together. So let's introduce <laughs> our very special guest, friends and folks. She is an actress, a writer, and comedian. You may know her from the UCB Theater. She's a friend of Alyssa <laughs> Sabos. Come on. Friends and folks, give it up for Angela Jaritana. When the moon hits your eyes like a big pizza pie. That's Jaritana. Sometimes you have days where your mouth is just a little number than the others. <laughs> yeah, what's going on over there? This is one of those days. Do I, do I feel okay? <laughs> I think you're fine. Okay. Angela, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. Live, laugh, Zoe. Live, laugh, (laughs) Zoe. Where's Zoe laugh, love? Oh, Zoe Zoe laugh, love. (laughs) Either way. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Zoe's world. We're just living in it. That's That's true. That's it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Are you happy? How's you, my heart? Are you content? How is your heart? We my don't ask that the guests because it feels invasive. But <laughs> no, it's a good question. I know my heart's good. My yeah? heart is good. Oh, that's yeah. good. Truly, I feel good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you content? See, I feel like that is not a good question. Why? Because I don't think anyone is. Well, some people are. I mean, some people are really content, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about this uh, because. I was learning on this podcast called The Happiness Lab, which I'll plug again later. But they were talking about how like no one's really, really happy for too long or like depression aside, really, really sad for too long. Like everyone returns to a baseline. Mm. And I think that's what contentment is supposed to feel like. Here's what mine sounds like. Here's a Seinfeld. Some people it's Seinfeld. Some people it's Brighouse. It's whatever. Some people it's um, So I feel like that's what contentment is maybe. Yeah. If like I'm not, you know, extremely in the dumps. I'm not like over the moon, but I'm good. Exactly. And yeah. it's also something though I didn't hear a lot at church you saying are, are are you happy are you content that wasn't something i was asked what a lot would they because ask? it was like i don't know it was like um i feel like when you check in with how your heart is doing it's really like how is your serving doing or how are mm. you doing how's your sin struggle yeah yeah how, yeah not like how are you feeling do you feel good i don't think that was like the feeling most good of the, never seemed to be <laughs> like never seemed to be like yeah where you would check in yeah i heard so, uh, someone say one time like a uh, christian life or marriage was for holiness not happiness which i think kind of sums up like the evangelical wow. feeling about joy and caroline said oh it's about holiness <laughs> all right <laughs> these holes right these here holes. baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no, no i wish fair. i said that marriage isn't about you being happy <laughs> what a great i know it was at a bachelorette party too <laughs> was it yours no was it was someone mine? else's Yes, yeah, so by <laughs> okay. default. Okay, I know you can't name names, <laughs> but we can confirm it was someone else's. It wasn't yours. Mm, well, thanks for coming on the show, Angela. Thank you for having me. What is your background with faith and religion and things like oh, that? Um, so I grew up in church. I grew up... Um, I'm a worship leader, hey. born and raised. Wait, in, in youth group, did you lead worship? Oh, yeah, that? but it took me a while to get there. <laughs> what, what, what were the crucibles you had to <laughs> conquer before that? Well, I went to a church in Simi Valley. Is that where you grew up? I grew up in the valley, yeah, hey. but not Simi Valley. Yeah. Like, I lived in Woodland Hills, and we drove. My mom is a, a 
Christian hipster. She is she's a producer. So she cool. makes all she's working on did you guys know Redeeming Love? Redeeming that Love Christian is becoming book? a Wait, movie. The book, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's what? becoming a movie, and my okay. mom is producing it with some other pastors. Starring David A.R. White. <laughs> we will have his to review. Wife. And the Kendrick Brothers yeah. as, as the wife. That's <laughs> like, what is she? Is she a pro, is she a it's sex a really worker? Really interesting in the, retelling. I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. You read it. Is she a sex worker no, in I the didn't book? Oh no, it. in the book she is. She is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is in the book. Um, and in the Bible, the real book. Yeah. So, um, my mom like went to a lot of different churches, and then we, me and my brother, were like growing up, and like we were like old enough to like not be babies. She was like, we need to pick a church, and then we picked this one in Simi Valley, and the music scene in this church was a big deal. It was like rotating bands. And to get on them, you have to audition, and there's like three rounds of the audition. You said rotating oh. bands, and I did imagine a stage that <laughs> rotated while the band played to different parts Here's of the- Here's the choir. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like the U2 awesome. tour one time. <laughs> but okay, so there was a couple different bands, and yeah. it was a rigorous process to get on Yes, there. and my, my parents were, my dad was like, he would play, and then my mom would sing, but- um, the the high school band was very competitive wow yeah and i played like i played guitar and piano and i sang but it took me a while to get the worship leader role oh my gosh i think i got it like right before i graduated hey if there's a will you know like get on up there like we don't care i know but for some reason my church i mean it was like really obvious that um the cool kids were on stage which is you can't i we can't imagine what a rush it must be for a man in pastoral like authority to have the choice to have to audition people. <laughs> like, just like the thrill that it's like, okay, Gary can play drums, it's Gary. But like being in a position where it's oh like, my God. well, let me have some discernment about this <laughs> and like really go through the audition process. Like, Gary's that's gotta be really the shown up to a lot of the serving days. So she's high on the hog, right? <laughs> no, but it's so true. I remember they would like scout out like younger kids. Like, my brother, they wanted to be a worship leader from the beginning. And I was always just the girl on the piano that did like the higher harmony part in the back. And I just wanted to be a worship leader, but they never saw me as that. But then eventually I got there. What did you have to do to get there? I mean, I just had to like be funny and nice and their friend. And it was just very social. It was politicky. It was very politicky. She was running. She's running. Mm -hmm. What was was your Pokemon go to the polls of that election (laughs) year? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, you, why why did you want it? Did, was it just like be, belonging and like being in a yeah? Position I think of being it was that. And... I also think. Oh yeah. So a whole part of my walk is that my um my mom is a part of a family of like her dad was a big pastor of a big church in the eighties that was like televised or whatever. And then each one of my mom's siblings became a pastor or if you were a woman, you were a worship leader. Oh wow. So it just looked like where I was growing up was all the women sang, literally everybody. And everybody was a soprano. And um were I, you? I don't I'm think an you alto. Were. Yeah. And I was about to say there started then. my Struggle. outcast <laughs> yeah. it sucked but so everyone i know was singing and it was just like a, i don't even know if that's something i actually wanted to do who knows but it just looked like that was the thing to do um yeah my aunt has like some grammys for gospel music wow. okay yeah <laughs> and they're like a yeah so it was like and now my cousins i have a couple cousins that are now pretty successful christian songwriters mm-hmm. that nice and they're songs. really good and so it just seemed like the the thing to do but i also enjoyed music 
Is that lucrative now, do you think? Like Christian songwriting still? Because the, the bottom is falling out of every part of the music industry. But I do wonder if it's one of those things like country music, people can still tour behind for the most part. And like there mm-hmm. is so much. I wonder truly what the financials are like for Christian songwriting. Truly. Stuff. I think there was a time where I felt like Hillsong Young and Free was making money. Yeah. Like profit. Yeah. But I don't think that's ever a case See anymore. those big concerts though. And I feel like the churches have so many... Uh, events that you can perform at and get paid at too like yeah that's why so many comedians like just stay in the christian circuit and that kind of thing because it's like a, actually more lucrative yeah comedians um, like the great john chris who we love we're recording this in july of 2019 him, actually later he's coming this year. on the show later <laughs> yeah. he sucks um bye bye did you feel like also it was like oh i have to use my talents for god too oh, and this is the way i do yes. this yeah yes I think I was, because um, I also was going to performing arts schools, which was crazy. Oh, I went wow. to a performing arts middle school, which is bizarre that it existed, but it was cutthroat and it was really cool. So everything in your life was like performance based. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. And I think it was just like, <laughs> it might also been me being obsessed with it and me seeking it out. But I did go to like a, a middle school that was like really competitive with like musical theater. So it did feel like, oh, my ideal life would be like, on the weeks I'm like in my middle school classes and I'm performing in those classes and then I use my performance to serve on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still a performance in every day of the week. In every day of the week. Oh. Did you ever feel like you were going to uh, like witness to your school mates as well and like show them the gospel? 100%. <laughs> I, I mean, all the time. Yeah. I, I was talking uh, to Alyssa actually about I had many conversations with boys where they liked me and I knew in my heart I told them I was like because they weren't Christians and they were like from my school mm-hmm. and I was like you don't li- I, I know a specifically I said this so many different times being like you don't like me you like Jesus <laughs> what <laughs> Which Literally. Is, which you have to, like, as a middle school boy, how mind-blowing that must have <laughs> been. Like, like, okay, well, one, I'm gay now. Well, well, yeah. two, what does this mean about my orientation, Jesus, for like, one? Oh, boy. And I preached it, too. And I was like, you just don't know. You feel this light? And that isn't wow. me. Because I've heard, isn't like, we, you know, you won't understand this part of me or you won't, like, uh, we need to be in the walk together or mm. whatever. But to be like, you actually are not attracted to me. <laughs> You're attracted to God. Isn't That's a new one for me. I know. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. attracted to God. Because yeah, I remember but I being, totally, like, track with what you're saying. Like, exactly. I understand what you mean. And I weirdly sometimes do believe it when people give me compliments. I'm like, that's the Holy the Spirit. <laughs> but really? Like, I mean, it's just, I don't even know if I actually believe it or it's like way back in my brain, but to be told when you're in middle school that boys are liking you for not that reason, not because you're fun to be around, but mm. because of the light you shine or something. I think, I mean, I didn't even know it was that big of a deal until I told my roommate and she was like, that explains so much of why you're so in denial about all this stuff. Wow. And I guess I was like, I guess that is a fucked up way to raise kids to be like the positive things in you are not you are, are not yours. you. But I also kind of get it. Cause that is what the Bible says a little bit being like your gifts are given. I don't know. Well, and I think it gets to an idea of humility where it's like, yeah. if someone gives you a compliment, it's an easy kind of stock answer way to receive it. But it does end up being a barrier blockade to actual self-love of like, what does it mean if I actually did take the compliment and receive it fully? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not as like, 
well, here's where in this math equation, you giving me love equals love of Christ because yes. of the Holy Spirit. But if it's like, oh, I like you because I like you, that's like hard. That that is harder the process, I think. Yeah, then you like, would so be dissociated from like every yeah. good. thing. Thing in your life maybe, and I do right? think yeah. yeah somewhere deep down like I was it was hard for me to connect to, to like figure out who I was like wait you're talking like 13 years old where you're like developing like your literal personality yeah I think that's why I think I was it took me a while until I was outside of Christian culture to like be comfortable with who I was because of just small things like that where you're like you don't necessarily think you're bad but you do think the good things of you aren't a part of you which is yeah. crazy yeah. Yeah, because it's usually if it's not, and I know we joke so much about like just the Calvinist bro being your chest, like I'm a piece of shit <laughs> sort of thing. And that does exist, but for the most part, it's probably more that, where it's just harder to affirm the things about yourself that are good because you were told that they didn't belong to you mm-hmm. at the same time. Like I remember uh, at the worship band, it was like a part, it was such a big deal that when you got compliments on the song or the set to like always give it back to Christ. And oh, like wow, yeah. if you didn't, it was an issue. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's also because I think uh being pretentious or prideful as we'd say like is so easy is, <laughs> for worship leaders like yeah. it does happen a lot. In which so case, I feel like it's almost just a knee jerk like don't be an asshole uh, exactly. barrier but it does ruin a chance for like a really great drummer to be like exactly. I practiced really hard and like someone acknowledged that. Yeah, that know, rule works for the horrible people <laughs> yeah, that are yeah. up there. And, like the actual dedicated yeah, people. Yeah, that like go to Forever 21 to get like a beanie before <laughs> and then wear the beanie and it's like Simi Valley. It's brand new. Oh, and you're man. So this must have been like 2000 2007 or yeah. 8 okay. oh yeah, god yeah. yeah oh my god and i took it so seriously because I, rem- I just remember shaking on the piano being like oh my god they're all looking at me oh yeah but don't, they're looking at jesus looking and at the me. charge of that looking at me i played piano in a little praise and worship band in college too mm. have we talked about that uh no i don't think so we, we talked about your triangle days oh <laughs> oh yeah with my pants yeah <laughs> Uh, a little Easter egg for listeners to find in the back catalog, <laughs> exclusively on Stitcher. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's all free. It's yeah. <laughs> no, but I play. I, I played piano. Just accompanied like the main worship guy. I didn't sing really, but it was like four or five of us in this little band, and it was the main guy. It was his brother on drums. It was a friend of theirs. It was a friend of mine, and it was me. And it was like the. I didn't go to that church, but I would lead worship there get, or played worship in the band there. And then we go to a different church. This was in Austin, Texas, like yeah. in high school days. So like 2008, 2009, probably. And that was actually like a really positive experience, though, because cause we were in college. And so we were like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And I felt like we did have like an easy, better sense of our personhood. And he was like a really uh, sweet guy. He was like a sensitive man, this guy named Rylan. And he would like write us thank you notes at the end of the season for like, hey, thanks for being in the band and like rehearsals and blah, blah, blah. And he was like very nurturing. He was a very nurturing man. So that was a good experience. Uh, I I didn't get too loosey-goosey with the piano, but there was a little bit of a charge with like, yeah, being seen up there oh and being my like, gosh. well, maybe someone will talk to me later <laughs> if they see me up here. Well, I was going to ask, like, if, did you have a hard time reconciling, like, your obvious desire to be a performer with the idea of, like, we should not be, you know, prideful or, like, I oh want gosh, to be yeah. the center of attention in God's kingdom. Like, I have to do yeah. this for God somehow or that whole thing. There are so many layers. I think about it all the time where it's, like, 
So, I mean, what you said, you said it a little bit ago, and I remembered on the way here, I was thinking about when I was like a perform when I was like a performer in high school, middle school, those performing programs. I remember being like, I want to be, for some reason, I had this obsession with Esther in the Bible. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going undercover in the dark areas. I literally thought this and being like, I am not going to talk about Jesus too much. I'm going to look like them, talk like them, act like them, them. (laughs) And I am going to be a light. And then it's just so funny. Um, But I think that's what I, that was my whole idea was like, I'm going to like, all my cousins at the time were doing big mission projects and I was like, I'm a missionary too. Yeah. I'm going to these dance studios <laughs> and if someone starts crying, I'm going to pray over them. <laughs> did you? I think I did a couple of times each time being like, this is what I'm supposed yeah. to do instead of just being a human to somebody <laughs> and being like, oh well, my I mean, God. That's like kind of sweet in a big way too that like you, you really cared about it and I, I get that like um, inferiority complex a little bit because yeah. I never did a lot of missions trip and I always feel like I should be like doing missions trip or wanting to be on a mission trip and i did not want either hey of you're things. on a mission trip right now you're going into people's ears <laughs> yeah. on a mission i was gonna to say you have a huge cover um, <laughs> yeah. yeah undermining my own message uh, but, <laughs> but that but i totally get that feeling too of like but everything you know is a field and this is also important too yeah. and and maybe a little chip on my shoulder about like the the ranking of how good my mission work was compared with like exactly i think i felt like i was like a spy and i was gonna be this actor one day and be like undercover yeah so weird well i get that too because like that kind of may be what you would have to do if you were like a really strong evangelical christian in hollywood which is a pretty like yeah, maybe. all over the place place I don't know you can be Chris Pratt but you I have to like- imagine though that people's ideal for the most part is I think for I, I think it, it, it would be a different Christian celebrity for a different kind of Christian person like the southern Christians probably adore Chris Pratt for what he's doing yes, and kind yes, of his yes. like low-key MAGA stuff and the stuff with his wife that's like patronizing on Twitter <laughs> and but then I have to imagine like the Sufjan kind of beer drinking Christians adore Tony Hale. You have to imagine uh, that yeah. that is their king right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. He was in Arrested Development. Actually, he went on Marin and he talked about the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm thinking of, like that kind of thing because you do, you can't be obnoxious basically. Like yes. if you're going to be like a part of the yeah. Hollywood system or something. Yeah, and that was like my dream. And I yeah. think it was also being in a church like kind of near LA with like such an advanced uh, art area. Yeah. Art, I think I just like... Um, they, that's what they they were they have good taste I guess in Christian like missions and stuff being like honestly talking about Zoe Zoe girl mm-hmm. like a like a attention to relevance I think was so cool mm-hmm. being like if you look relevant to people that's the best way to do mission work and if you look like approachable and you're normal rather than and I think that was like the hipster church like beginning Ethic. of yeah. being like. If you look normal and you have a beer every once in a while. That's missional. That's missionality right there. Yeah. yeah. It's being yeah. Greek to the Greek. Greek yeah. to the Jew. Being all things to all people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which means uh, nothing you're doing is for any sort of like self-expression or fulfillment. <laughs> it's all no, I, functional for this like secret for this agent bullshit that yes. you're on. Yeah. Pull the rug out from someone yes. later. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. So, so junior high was like a lot about it that, and and I'm imagining you're pretty dedicated, like to God, to the idea of God, mm-hmm. the relationship at that point. And when did things maybe change for you, or did they get stronger? Yeah, I think um, 
I mean, my whole Esther complex continued in high school where I was like. Esther, by the way, not a bad role model. Not. She's great. She was my. And I think uh, the VeggieTales biopic of Esther was incredible. I love that you called it a biopic. (laughs) It is a biopic. (laughs) Like it's Oscar bait. Oh, oh, Bob really wanted the gold, little gold man for this one, (laughs) baby. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if if we want to give like just a quick explainer of what Esther is. You you tell us what Esther is. Okay, um, you can stop me if this is wrong, because I might be wrong. Um, So she is born... Okay, no, she is like a normal girl, I guess. And she finds out her uncle... Okay, I don't even know the beginning of it. She is Jewish, and so is her uncle she lives with. And I think it was kind of a secret. Um, And then she was recruited into like... The bridal competition, basically, yes, for the king. For the king. And no one knew she was Jewish for yes. that whole time. And it's it's basically like a slick slave of what I imagine, essentially, is what she was. Like, it was a lot of preening and you yeah. from here. And he, the king was, like, attracted to her, not because of, like, anything she was preaching, because just because she was, like, normal. Mm-hmm. And then she got in there and was, like, he chose her and they got married or whatever. And then suddenly... It was like this person who had strong beliefs for God in a place of power, I guess, right? Actually, it never mentions God in okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, I think you're also thinking of Daniel, which also yes, happened. Yes, yeah. I think I'm kind just of combining story. all of it into one yeah. biopic. But it was that same thing of like, she was just kind of in it. She was sort of thrown into this whole program. And then she found out that Haman, who was like the, I guess like the chief guard or something for the king, was trying to kill yes, all yes, the Jews. Yes, that's it. That's it. And then she did a really brave thing and went to the king not only told him she was jewish but then told him like uh you need to stop this thing he's about to kill a bunch yeah. of people my and family. she saved and she saved a huge bunch chunk of, of jewish people basically an ethnic cleansing stopped because yes of her. Yeah. yes but then she's in this bar one night and this guy walks in and uh he says he's never heard a voice like that and he like <laughs> draws a line on her nose and they spend the whole night together, like just talking and, and writing songs together. Uh-huh. And then he drops her off at home. And he says, hey. Hey. And she what? says, what? what? And he says, I don't want to take an early. Which and is that's a- how Esther was born. That's Esther. <laughs> if you were a person who was dating right now and someone did that to you, <laughs> if you were a single person uh-huh. and a guy that was maybe interested in you did that to you, would you think? Want to get another look at me? Yeah, if Ooh. he did those lines, and it was if a reference spent, like, the to whole the movie night together, and like all that time. And, oh, uh, a reference to the movie? Yeah. Absolutely. Not. Oh, yeah. a I'd reference like, to the That's movie? Disgusting. <laughs> no, thank you. I actually, I don't Unless know. It was if like it, a bit. Yeah, if it was a really yeah, a bit, <laughs> a cool bit, a funny bit. <laughs> Wait, why are you texting to someone like, hey, that was a joke the other night? (laughs) Uh, Six months too late. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so that Esther was a mom. Yeah, so Esther's cool, and she's one of the few, like, you know, female Female heroines, like the main character in the story, protagonist. So yeah, I think I was still into that, but then I think I started in high school using that to just say, tell myself it was okay and be friends with the people who I actually connected with, which weren't mm. a lot of the girls in my Bible study. It was mostly these like crazy uh, drama kids. <laughs> and I was like, they're crazy. They smoke weed, but wow, they make me laugh so hard. And I think in my Bible study, I was connecting with people, but I don't think I was ever having like really 
just like deep friendships as you were like as I was like growing up realizing like what what I like and what I like to do um so I think I used the Esther stuff to be like I'm friends with these people and that's okay yeah (laughs) and I was just like slowly in denial that I had no Christian community um and then I think it was like when I was graduating high school um they were they sat us all down in our church and they were like okay seniors now you're moving on to the next step. And they said some crazy statistic, like 90% of people that are grown up in the church stop following the Lord when they go to college. And I was like, okay. And I remember being like, really, they were like, this is the biggest test of your faith. You're going to be on your own. Blah, blah, blah. You need to seek out Christian community immediately. <laughs> and um, I got into a bunch of different schools that I really wanted to go to because I wanted to leave LA because I was here all my life. But then I got into UCLA and it was so um, cheap. Did you go to UCLA? No way. Yeah, I went to UCLA. I graduated 2016. Whoa. That's crazy. We were there one year together. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so cool. Were you in any of that stuff over there, that Christian stuff? Yeah, I did crew. You did crew? Yeah. You see, that was the thing that I remember being like, I have to do that. Yeah. It but was I, like university or crew were kind of the big ones. Yeah. That if was, oh were, my God, yeah. Well, I hate to say it, if you were white, that was like. Yes. And then there was like a big. <laughs> and then there was the other ones that were Yeah, there white. were like, well, there were like actually like Asian affiliated Christian. Yes. They didn't say it, but it was basically like, like alpha or something. Yeah. Right? There was like grace of God or yeah. something Segregated. like that. Segregated? Yeah. It looked it. Uh, huh. But you know, maybe maybe that's what they everyone needed. I don't know. I didn't that's choose so crew because it was white people. <laughs> Cut to Gawker tomorrow. Oh, Caroline Ely says segregation. <laughs> maybe it's what everyone I mean, needed. Like it for sure wasn't all white people. I think it was like definitely that the evangelical church, whatever, whoever was raised out of that went to crew. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Really? Okay. And just never did it got in there yeah and like every week being like i should go to crew i should go to crew and just having this crazy like gut reaction to be like i don't i just and the theater program at ucla was like very intense it's so intense it was so intense it's like being on a sports team like you were just always doing stuff like was like from what i remember it was insane i mean yeah. like our freshman year you wake up at 7 a.m like four times a week to do tai chi <laughs> yeah like on a lawn in front of all the normal students. A lot of movement class. My friends used to do an books. impression of it. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. And it was just like, what are we doing? Everyone else is like actually studying and we're like <laughs> doing Tai Chi. I mean, that's a normal study, but like it's very bizarre. But yeah, so it was like a really intense program. And I remember being like, I have to just focus on this, but feeling really torn. But then that was when I think my faith really became real because you're like, okay, now I'm what, what what am I doing here? And I discovered Bethel music. Ooh. Oh, Bethel, right in California. I had my big Bethel revival and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Bethel was like kind of kept the spark alive. For I you? think so. Wow. I really think yeah. so. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, because I don't know if I would call myself a Christian today, but I listen to Bethel every morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's your alarm clock when you get up. I worshiped what, Bethel every day. What would happen if like if church or Christianity came up with the other theater program people. I remember still like keeping true to this weird Esther idea in mm. my mind. I remember like freshman year, I had, I, I would go to church. I would like, there was like buses that brought you to Reality LA. And like, you guys got buses? There was like a bus oh, that I got on once. And I was like, this service? is Carpool every crazy. Time. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I'm on a bus going to Reality. <laughs> um, and then I, I went to, we went to Reality. That's where we met. Oh, you by did? The way. Yeah. That's yeah. where you met. This is so strange that we probably would have been friends. Uh huh. <laughs> and I think I heard an episode friend. where you guys were talking so much about Tim 
Uh, oh, Tim Shattuck, yeah. Oh, Mr. Jawline himself, <laughs> the American male pastor. Cut a steak with that jaw. There was a there was an article in Details magazine that came out in 2010. I want to say Zac Efron was on the cover, but there was like a piece on Reality LA, and they had like a photographer, and there was pictures of Tim talking to the <gasps> to the people, and the and they like described him in like these beefcakey ways like <laughs> Tim Chad it doesn't look like your average, average pastor. pastor he's got tattoos just say he's hot and, yeah. Yeah. I know, just he's hot. attractive <laughs> a good haircut, I think that was the first episode I listened to this podcast you guys were talking about Tim and I was oh, like yeah. wow. wow this so, is deep what did you think of reality when you went and then so that, question. so that blew my freaking mind because I'm coming from a place where uh the music culture was so spotlights like so oh, important yeah. and i was like they're singing in the dark yeah wow what servanthood the <laughs> their heads are turned around this one i think that one aesthetic decision probably kept me in there three years longer <laughs> me same, too. same. Me too. I, that might have been my favorite thing about me too. that church honestly and it i remember like, yeah it's so much less distracting and, and oh. i'm sure for them it's better too they don't have to worry about like am i performing or am i being yeah and you're not looking at them and you're like yeah i remember telling all my friends going home and being like the m- most dropped in worship experience i've ever had is that reality <laughs> dropped in dropped in what is, what um, is like, dropped it's like in. a hippie term but yeah and like, what you mean, like, yeah, just like, like emotionally, you're all just in this. You're, it's you're a th- oh, it's a therapy term. I don't think I so. Don't, I think it's like a. I've said it for a long time. I think it's like a. It's something that like our generation says emotionally. So don't worry about it. What? Oh, <gasps> Caroline has oh. this thing where she like is making me out it's to be hard to explain forty it to years. Him. I know it's like <laughs> older start than from the beginning. Okay, so I'm sorry, Angela. Real quick, because I had reticence. Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> so you're old. Can I can I get a Kleenex, can please, Kleenex? for my broken nasal cavities? Yeah. <laughs> Give me the whole box. I'm trying to I'm without the. <laughs> Thank you. We could have rescheduled. Oh no, no no I'm fine I'm fine. <laughs> I just have the the you know the snots the snots pardon yeah, totally no please don't worry. By the way, for those who don't know, it's really hard to get in that theater program. So just <laughs> oh, in yeah. your mind, just know that Angela is like a star. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what productions did you do while you were there? Oh, my God. I did my, fre- so my freshman fall quarter. I got, they like usually don't let freshmen audition for real productions oh, because yeah. they're in Tai Chi and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> and I like, and there's just like some loophole. They were like, oh, it looks like we have like a lot of heavy ensemble cast for this freshman fall quarter. So it's at the freshman audition. And then I just Whoa. happened to audition. Oh my God, I will never forget this. It was like this, uh, a grad student here wrote a play that was like about this woman who's like kind of crazy. Um, and it was just this beautiful play about this woman that just really needed some mental help, um, mental health help. And uh, it was like, I just, it was like one of those things where it looked like he kind of wrote it about me and he didn't even know. And whoa. it was like, whoa, I, this part really works for me. And I was like a freshman. And I remember at the callbacks, like going outside being like, can you excuse me? I'm like in the middle of the callback. I'm like, can you excuse me? I go outside and I looked up at the moon and I prayed and I said, God, I want this part. But I, are you ready for this? I remember this. I was like, I want this part, but I want to want you more than this part. Well, you said that in front of the sculpture garden. I said that like in that. the sculpture garden. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, if you give me this, just help me to give it back to you every day. Wow. 
That was your gardening Gethsemane moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I booked it, baby. Bar- you this- got it? Oh, I booked it. Wow. And they're like, it's unheard of. You're a freshman. You have a lead That role. is unheard of. In your first quarter as a freshman? And it just, I think it was just because hey, somehow this, no, I think it was honestly just because somehow this guy wrote a character that was literally me. It like worked out really Strange. perfectly. But like me, like as a 45 year old. Uh-huh. So it was very bizarre because I was just a baby playing this part. Um, but <laughs> it was so much to me. I was like, this is how it's going to go. My whole career, it's going to be God putting me in these places <laughs> and me reaching out to people. And, and like, I never book, did that. Book, book, I know. And it's just like, and you've every booked time. everything you've gone out and for every ever since. single room I go into, I say, can you excuse me for a second? <laughs> and then I go outside and I pray that. And I sometimes walk you God don't more. go outside. You just do it in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they get used to it. And yeah. you like they make know. eye contact <laughs> with them the whole time. And I'm time. like, hey, thank you for this part. I want God more than you. <laughs> and that's why I'll book it. Oh, no, I really want her. I it's say, hard to get. Ma'am, this is a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave. We're closed. We decided to close now because of this. But you have a job here whenever you but want. But yeah, whenever you need it. <laughs> Unforge. That's amazing. Wait, so why did you re- leave reality? Oh, yeah. Was um, I think I just stopped going because I didn't have any friends over oh, there. That's right. And that all, none of my friends went. Yeah. Um, then I there was a Christian. We just missed each other. We would have been friends. <sighs> I think about so many... I, it, especially you two and like there's a couple other people i met that were like oh i went to reality and i was like how did i miss all these quality people in that congregation like for some reason? a huge church and because the lights were all off and yeah. we we're all crying <laughs> that's the thing at that size you can go every week for like six months straight and see new people every time yeah and it can be very anonymous and, and it's right near like, ucb now so i drive by it all the time and i'm funny? like yeah Wow, mm-hmm. look at that. I know, those used to be my We're days. Just work there all day and then go to UCB <gasps> Party all night. night. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, cause That's I was, so fun. Yeah, this is a strange time looking back Salad on it. days. Well, so where are you at with stuff now? Um, like I said, I worship to Bethel every day in my car. Mm-hmm. You, oh, um, you worship? Oh, you say you listen to Bethel. You didn't say oh, you no, I Bethel. worship to Bethel. Oh, I'm not no. worshiping Bethel. <laughs> no, that'd be idolatry, which we know is Yes, which we know is, no, 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 no. I love Jesus. Um, I think I have, I just have, just like every, I mean, I don't, it sounds like a broken record. I love Jesus. I have a complicated relationship with the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I, but so many of the people I love that are, so many people in my life um, work in the church and have great relationships with the church and I had a great relationship with the church. But I think just, um, just where I'm at right now, it's just a, a complicated thing. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I also haven't really found a good church I love here. My mom, um, is a pretty pretty big deal at Mosaic, and I go there like, oh, yeah, I yeah. say a pretty big deal because uh. that's the only way to label it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's the language they would respond to at Mosaic. Mm-hmm, exactly, that's like that's like a label I think that she would have. <laughs> that's her title. Um, she, yeah, she has a spot, a parking spot. But I think um, so. I like I like a lot of the places I go to, but I don't think I really have found one that um, I think is is. I would call ever call like a home church. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a home church, but I do. Uh, there's so many things I grew up with that I still identify with today, but also a lot that I don't. Yeah. So, do you feel like it's still a little bit of the same thing growing up? Of like, I don't actually really connect with a lot of the people at those churches, or I don't think I will. And like most of my life, my life life is like outside of this. Exactly, and, and this has kind of my inner life heart. Exactly, and I think that's yeah. why I like molded to this Esther thing so much, being like. Mm-hmm. Wow, the, mo- the people I connect with aren't a part of this, mm-hmm. and how do I how do I do that and still feel okay with myself and still feel like Jesus loves me? Yeah. So I'm like on a mission. When really I wasn't doing that, I just felt 
like my personality and what I was connecting with were these types of people. And there's not black and white. And that's why this podcast blew my freaking mind. <laughs> and like, I think the last like it's 10 a years. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mission. <laughs> but there are like, I mean, now that I'm older, I'm meeting so many people where it's like, yeah, you grow up in church or you don't. And there's just a lot of like oversight with that. Also, yeah. you don't have to choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you I don't, don't need to, to be one or the other. You don't have to pick a lane and be exactly. like, okay, I'm one of these. You can just be like this amorphous, undefined, gray exactly. area, mushy, whatever we Which are. is more healthy than anything else. Because you probably feel more fully yourself now than you ever have. 100%. Right? But I, it comes with all this weird guilt. Like that I am not a part of one. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I think my cousins don't know where to put me. Because my brother is like very much like I grew up in church and I'm ready to talk about all the hypocrisy there. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like a part of this place where I, like I talked to Alyssa about this. Like it's like I really love everything that's going on, but I don't I'm a gray area part of part of it. And I think that is just so hard for my family to wrap their mind around because they're like, how do you love Jesus and not be like this? And not yeah. be doing all the things. Yeah, that's uh, probably a big gift you give your family. I like I feel like the the difficult to label people are the best for the church or for the organization. Exactly. Like I can't say to reconcile like, oh, what does this mean then if she's so devoted to Jesus and not doing life group? I mean, what do you think is an ideal experience for you for like faith stuff? If you were to have one, not even like pick your like ultimate coolest church, choose choose your your evangelical fighter. (laughs) But just in the sense of like how you would want faith to function in your life. Yeah. Especially now that you feel more fully yourself. Yeah. And you feel like you don't have to choose a certain thing. You can choose the kind of life you want to have. Yeah. But you don't have to choose like the identity that Mm -hmm. you mark yourself by. So then like what does faith look like with that? I think that's what keeps me up because I literally don't think I know what that looks like. Maybe just because I don't have anybody to – I think what's boggled my mind growing up being like, okay, so I don't have a lot of Christian community. And that's normal. That shouldn't be this crazy thing. I don't go to church anymore. Like it's it's normal. Um, but then it's like all the things I learned about with love and marriage are like those are things are like I am so brainwashed and it's taking me so it's going to take me so long. My sweet therapist has no idea um, church culture. I'm like, but I don't understand so much about what it is to like have someone like any of that stuff. Like I still think I need to marry a Christian and that's not true. And it's so funny that but you I, still feel that instinct. I, weirdly, yeah. I'm like, ah, uh, I can have Christian, I'm non-Christian best friends, but not the marriage, mm-hmm. which is so. That's such a brainwash, old-fashioned thing in my brain that is still weirdly around. But it, I don't believe that. Yeah, did, did you not have any like models of interfaith marriage or like people no. who are okay? Because that, if that is the case, or like when I think about the last twenty weddings I've been to. They were all Christian, except for like maybe one. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. So yeah. then, when that's the predominant image, it's just, it's just hard to use your imagination. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. I think all my models are what you said, either one or the other. I don't think I have anybody in between, and that's why it boggles. I don't believe it too when I meet people that are like normal. You believe they're take. secretly unhappy. I'm like, I don't like, know. It's kind of broken. Maybe they're not. Yeah, telling you, oh. but these are all just like things that i know when i think them they're just old-fashioned but they're just it's i can't ignore it a little bit yeah but that's what happens when you grow up being told what to believe yeah so well 
I mean, that's why, actually, this is a good transition for our mid-roll, which is uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Christian Mingle. At Christian <laughs> yeah. Mingle, we set up Christians with other Christians. You're going to get equally <laughs> woke and equally yoked. That would be crazy equally if they sponsored stroked. this podcast. <laughs> equally yoked and <laughs> equally <laughs> stroked. is a better punch up. That'd be cool. Like um, a sex positive Christian Mingle. That would be sick. Like Christian fuck <laughs> All right. Well, now we have to we have to register have to make that. the domain name Christian fuck dot No one take that. It will blow up. It will. I'm so ready. Let me uh let me Google it right now. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Sorry, it was all a little just perfect. Okay. Cool. No. It was Don't perfect. Change a thing. It's a little we up and down. Though. No, we all went on a journey, and it was up and, and down. Hey, we're a family, and we're all okay. And now we're a I family. I just want to get now. another look at you. <laughs> See how charming that is to make a reference to that. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back with more good Christian. Oh, Caroline laughed so hard her nose hurts. My nose hurts. <laughs> we'll be right back with more good Christian fun with Kevin, Angela, and Sicky Sicardo on the ones and twos. Yeah, Sicario. Sicario, <laughs> please don't make that a drop. <laughs> Love the way I sound. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive back into the topic. We talked about a, def- a bunch of different uh, music that we could do oh, yeah. for this episode. Because you were raised with a good amount of stuff. Although you said most of the stuff that you loved, we did already do. I know. we hit at I some know. point. We, oh, I knew. I knew. It. What was some of that stuff? I mean, you guys did that whole Amy Grant like catalog, right? Well, we've done two or three. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was like a whole thing. We've done... Oh, well, we've done... We've done a Christmas album. We've done two of her Christmas albums. Oh, yeah. yeah. L should I, should I? You should. <laughs> wow you guys both really laughed at and that that's the kind of quality content you can expect on caroline's mission trip into your ear holes you that is here. good christian fun barlow girl right oh my god love barlow girl yeah specifically stuff i was raised on was like oh yeah loved all that junk loved. did you see anyone live um yeah i saw barlow girl oh, cool. i saw i was also trying to find 
there was like this gr- there was like this album that was a collective of all Christian women. It was like Amy Grant. I was trying to find it before it came on today. It's like I'm Amy listening. Grant and Point of Grace. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Zoe Girl was on it. It was just like a it was a tour. I think it was a tour. Cool. And I went to see them. So it's it was called the them. About to Be a Mom tour. It was called the Children <laughs> Future Children's Ministry Leaders Tour. <laughs> To it was, be a mom tour. <laughs> I'm about to settle down. A lot of them wire. were post mom. So a lot of that, but then you also so, listen to Zoe Girl. Yes, I think Zoe Girl was like an like I was a baby when I listened to them. And Aww. what did Zoe Girl mean to you? Growing okay, up? so many different things. Oh, Number on. one, Lay we're talking. On we're talking. It was like right around the time that I was obsessed uh, with Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But Destiny's Child's talking about, oh yeah. Hey, Caroline, <laughs> I will say, it's it's fine if you need a little sniffle to blow your nose, but I will say, maybe don't respond when you're 10 feet away from the mic. I mean, oh, it's okay, but then it's a pick it up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, um, the thing about Calvinism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're listening. What are they like? Punk or Zoe less girl? punk than Zoe Barlow girl. girl or like more? Barlow. Wait, you're talking about Zoe Girl? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I'm and trying can, to get like their edginess yeah. levels. Like where they I mean, fall here, in here's yeah. where I think I was like, I don't know. A lot of my opinions about them were like they were like the tasteful. Like less in your face, Barlow girl. Oh yeah, okay. Because I mean, Barlow girl, it's just like, what are you gonna say? Oh no, I'm listening. I just have an Do active disagree? listening face. Do you disagree though? No. Okay, because that's a bi- that's a, a bold take I have, but <laughs> that they're <laughs> just got, like. And you've gotten a lot of flack for that. <laughs> and I'm just coming out, and I'm finally yeah, saying it. <laughs> um, so you feel like the the Barlow girls were just like way too upfront with like too god forward yeah. and too like intense. Which it was it, like yeah. Zoe girl was like. Very clearly, they were on a mission. They loved Jesus, and yeah. they were there to speak to people. But <laughs> they also were like not in your face about like I'm saving myself for Jesus. It was like poetic, be a little well, finesse. Like some, there's a lot of with poetry. Zoe girl, yeah. I mean, some of them are. Some of the, some of the songs are a little bit of poetry to it. But they got, they got abstinence anthems, and this album does end with the ABCs <laughs> of getting saved. ABCDs, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, for sure, for sure. I'm just talking about in in comparison. In general, yeah, in that was the feeling you got. Yeah, I guess everything feels subtle compared to Marlo. So girl. What? That's I'm not your average girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little bit more like worldly, I mean, wise, like, like cool. There was yeah. like breakup songs about like the devil. You know what I mean? But you don't know. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like. Dismissed. Yeah. Dismissed. I just couldn't believe my ears. Like I was walking to get coffee and listening to this today in the rain. And then I was like, this is oh, so you, Satan. So you were multitasking while listening to this? You didn't give it your full. Your full attention. Undivided. You well, Kevin, it was my fifth listen through. So I'd already taken notes. Oh. Whoa. B- <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, suck it, bitch. <laughs> oh, I love a Scotty little comeback. <laughs> That's what I think I you sound. Could, you could be like a voiceover artist on like a children's oh, show. I love it. And you could do like the baby that like yeah. poops on everybody. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's an adult show. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for kids. It's on Adult Swim or something. Yeah. Dis- um, yeah. 
Uh, dismissed. We or uh, well, I will say just for a little bit of context, this was like uh, part of a trend. I, I almost see their closest analog to CCM stuff being Jump mm-hmm. Five, or like the reverse version being Plus One. Because as much as the boy band craze was happening, there was like, well, can, can we do this but with ladies and have <laughs> it be all ladies that mm-hmm. dance and or sing just a couple and, of them? Yeah, mm-hmm. or just, just three of them? Yeah, put three of them on there. A brunette, yeah. a blonde, and like a middle. <laughs> Yeah, the Dixie ch- chicks are going to get canceled in a couple years. We need something to fill the void. So this is more in the vein of, do you guys remember those like early aughts, like turn of the century, uh, which is like a grandiose way to put it, but those uh, early aughts girl groups like Vienna yes. or Shine MK or Aurora. Like I feel like Aurora. Zoe Girl is a part of that yes. tradition. This mm-hmm. would be like the uh, Jesus LaCroix version of a Vienna. Or a V asterisk in a, yeah. which is how yes, they spell yes. their names. Uh, so yeah, it's like a girl group version of that. Uh, and they did all break up and become moms uh, after, <laughs> after Some of them have a foundation the or two. Yeah. Yeah. I looked them up on foundation Instagram. Foundation of yeah. diapers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got to pick them up. They got to pick them. Yeah. yeah. One of them like just started a... Like a homeless advocacy program or something like that. I have to follow them on Instagram. I have not done. Yeah, that. you gotta check them out. Did oh, you and one of them them's on like, Instagram? oh, one of them. Her bio is like former CCM musician, current apologist, and she's like a speaker that goes around and does Lord Jesus apologetics. There's gold in them hills. I mean, they all, they <laughs> did all write the songs, so it isn't even like a plus one oh, thing cool. where it's like they package them together. No, like yeah. two of the girls were friends, and then a third joined. Yeah, I watched this. Um, the other day I watched this like they did like a vlog oh. and wait are you talking about this yes yeah. no no maybe yeah I think that might be it there, there is like a little documentary that will come into play later with some of the songs but it's very clear that one of them is the songwriter from that video they're like mm-hmm. she's the brains she's the brains got it <laughs> she's okay. silly but we're all family <laughs> we call <Yeah>. her mom <laughs> they, there's little clips in here like we're all a bunch of dorks actually <laughs> once we get off the stage we nerd out yeah <laughs> we like <laughs> caroline is doing the faces that are absolutely like what hot people think being funny is which is like sticking your tongue on going like <laughs> we are I've got so a personality. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. That's being silly. Oh no. <laughs> like if you guys saw the movie Cruel Intentions, it's like when Reese Witherspoon is cracking up her uh, soon to be husband Ryan Philippe oh in the car and she like puts little devil horns on yeah. and sticks out her tongue like Ooh. I'm silly. Yeah, and that's him her this being girl silly. Is un- Hinged. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! I've never seen anything. Where'd she even learn in that? My life. This woman is quirky. Did you take 401 Reese Witherspoon yeah. and Cruel Intentions? Uh, so, I'm yeah. like trying to do that. Like, they're like, he's <laughs> oh, so god. scary. It's grotesque. like insanely ugly. <laughs> no, but it's so true. In that video, they're like, when we're off the stage. We get dorky. Yeah, we get a little silly. Belly. And it's just them like on a golf cart yeah, being like, just <laughs> like being girlfriends. Yeah, just yeah. being silly. So this is their second album. Came out in 2001 in a post 9-11 landscape. It was November 2001. Wow. What the country needed. Yeah. Do they <laughs> have a USA life. song? Do you guys remember mm, any? I was looking through. I didn't see any I'm proud to be USA an American stuff. song. Wow. Oh, that's too bad. I also thought how funny it was for them to just be like, okay, so this album's called Life. It's what Zoe means. Like what a so smart. Know. That's the core of it. That's what it's all about, like, right? This is this is it. Are you this guys content? Life. <laughs> life. And that's how it starts too. 
It's good. Life. Also, la, 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 all of yeah. La, la, la. yeah. Mm-hmm. What a prologue. I know. They make it such a. Do we girls? Are we girls? They put on bookends like it's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club <laughs> band or something. It's like we have to serve it's more the of a concept. narrative than an album. Like this is not the song. Yeah, but also this is so good. They're better than Out of Eden. Sorry. <laughs> Disagree. Really? <laughs> oh, they will start singing this song. And then this is just the. Not this life. Hey kids, it's me, Carmen. <laughs> I'm doing a guest verse on this Carmen song. Carmen and you. <laughs> That's We're not talking the to the girls and as they're to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, does this feel like a lot of Britney kind of sounds oh, yeah. to yes. you guys? Or is it a lot yeah, of like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, you could map on most of their catalog under Britney. Totally. It's kind of a surprise. I guess I forgot how popular Britney's sound was. It's dun, not dun, like dun, it dun. is now, even yeah. with like Ariana Grande stuff. That one sounds like, like the that biggest, anymore. But yeah. like, but I'm saying just like the reach of the biggest artists in the world now, it just doesn't, like Britney was like an earthquake. You know what I mean? That's Where it's so like true, You can yeah. find Ariana and she's like the biggest one if you want to, but Britney was just everywhere and it, it, it like, like was so yeah. pervasive in everything. Mm-hmm. It touched everything. I mean like tempo wise too, like all, like, eh, like all of that stuff, like. Yeah, those zipper noises. Well, it might, it might have also just been the producers. Zipper noises? Zipper noises. Which like, is, that like oh started yeah. at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're, instead of, unlike Britney, she's zipping down, they're zipping up. That's right. Because they're pure <laughs> girls. And they do talk about living a life of purity. Oh, there's a there's an abstinence song in yeah. here, right? Yeah. Uh, not I don't know if there is on this song. There there's one called Waiting, but it's not about abstinence. I know. I was hoping I it would be about that. I think there's an abstinence that. song in this album. I really waiting. Think. I think is actually more uh, intense than an abstinence songs because it is about getting saved because you never know when you're going to die. Yeah. Or is that Forever Seventeen? I think for oh, both. No, for, both are. Oh my god! Yeah, Forever and Seventeen is about like this girl that died in their high school. Is this the Mandy Moore song actually that this sounds like? There's a there's yeah. a two thousands like girl pop song. This sounds oh it's like. drench. I don't know. See the Mandy Moore like, like maybe Natasha Bedingfield or something. <laughs> Feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> this is the time. This is the place. No more waiting. Yes. See, to me, that was pretty poetic instead of just being like, yeah, God what? and Jesus. Yeah. So it's a classic big sister ballad where it's like, I've been there and I know what it's like. Oh my God. I have to tell you. A big sister ballad. That's, what, that's, that's so what good. Is. I think Plain is also a big sister ballad. We do need to talk about Plain in, in graphic detail, I think. Let's, <laughs> let's listen to a little bit of Plain. Yes. This song walked co- so Lizzo could run. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. When you forgot your name Let me tell you something I have you are 
Anne Lavoie would love this song. Is that? Try oh. putting them back <laughs> Yes. There's a reason you're not playing. <laughs> so playing is like... A it's, girl got dumb. It's like a body positivity song. Yeah, it's, ju- it's, it's truly just like insecurities. At its core. Uh, yeah. That's cool. And it's like, get over... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, and they do talk about in the video... I want to see if I can find that clip. They do talk about in the video their experiences. Yes, uh, um, with the audience. Yes, yes, yes. Talking yes, about yes. playing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is funny to see their Chiron just plane. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, y'all. We're playing. Okay, here is the clip. Growing up, I just thought I was the ugliest thing in the world. There were times when I was overweight, and I. I always, I'm always fluctuating, you know, and um, I had braces, I had all, all these acne medications that I went on. I don't always eat the best. <laughs> um, I'm not the healthiest eater. I'm, I'm convinced to this day that my face is uneven, which I know. <laughs> all right, we don't need this so much material to talk, fellas. Yeah, so. List three more. Ten pounds overweight, and, and you know, just always trying to lose that, and then you know, losing it, and then I getting club it back for again. It. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I just. I know how his chair so too. Bad. I can't. I had a rare condition called butt nose that was a real <laughs> issue. <laughs> it really stinks. <laughs> we just thought it would be really cool to have a song that really dealt with self-esteem because I think that that's an issue that we've all dealt with severely, and I know that so many people deal with. I guess I didn't realize how big of a problem self-esteem is. We were in a mission trip in Venezuela. Well, we had done some of the songs from the new record, and you know they liked them and everything. And then Kristen did playing five lines into the song, I think it was. We're in tears. It wasn't just like one or two girls crying. It was like these huddled groups of girls crying. It hit home with me, and seeing these girls and how much how much self esteem is, is needed to be to be talked about and dealt with. I think we all have those things you have to deal that we criticize about ourselves and we want to change. We wanted them to know that first and foremost. God, you are God's creation, and He loves you, and He has made you different and special and unique. I've been through it. I've definitely been through it, but I can say that I'm at a much better place in my life now. Because I, I am still conventionally attractive and uh, very successful. I know. It's just it's being like, I'm sometimes 10 pounds overweight, but I didn't know insecurities were such a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, self yeah. was news for all them, like, Oh wait! Oh, more people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she seemed like she's still going through it. She's like, I eat unhealthy sometimes, and sometimes I think my face is uneven. <laughs> but I didn't know people handle deal with this. Never... They all seem older too. Like, how old are they at this point? Uh, like mid fifties. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was expecting them to be. Teens. Can you imagine if they were? Mid-50s? Well, they're about to be moms. It's the tour. It's before. a pre-mom. Yeah. So mm-hmm. pre-mom. The right on the cusp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on the edge of <laughs> mommy. <laughs> Can we talk about Forever 17? Yes. This well, song is Yes. Wild. Here, we'll, we'll play a little clip, and then they also talk about the story talk of about it. Forever <laughs> 17. Fantastic. Great. Let them speak for themselves. I need to yeah. hear that. And for this, we're going to need strings on it. This is like a more somber piece. This is a story song, so if we can get strings. Bit of a ballad. Yeah. But on a keyboard. <laughs> is this it? Larry? <laughs> I got a patch. We're team. Brittany. Yes. Yeah. I'm already listening to this. Could this be in for me? If I had 
gift to have, a life to live, a day to plan. Instead, I'll be forever seventeen. Floating out of her body now. The vocals are like so in the mix. Like. Just a baby. They use this in the Haley Seinfeld movie. Um, <laughs> that movie. Um, I like that movie. I love that movie. That was a good oh, movie. That was a great movie. For um, yeah, so this is about a drunk driver. Yeah. Killing oh, a girl. Okay. Well, the thing that tipped me off. I couldn't tell if to she it, was the center or not. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's just like, it sucks that my life's over. <laughs> no, she's not the center. Per se, I don't think. No, I think per- it's she's. It, no. She was her life, life was ended by someone else. Okay. Yeah, it's about the fragility of of Zoe. Because I thought the it was going to be a of classic of, of like I is. wish I'd gotten saved, but I put it off another day and then I died. No, yeah, this is yeah, just what like, I thought. Yeah, I'm sad yeah. that I don't get to grow up and be able to rent a car and have a mortgage <laughs> and stuff. Like a that. really, really somber song to put on this girl group album. Hey. And they know it too. The lyric, the, the lyric that tipped me in. off was uh, "Shattered Dreams." Like it was just a shattered dream or something like that. And "Shattered Dreams" was this. Do you know what this is? It was like a school program oh, it was when like I was a dare growing program. up. It was kind of like a dare program where they would like stage a drunk driving accident at your school, and there would be like a demon that takes you out, or like the Grim Reaper would take a kid out of the class. God. I know, but it was called "Shattered Dreams," and that's a lyric oh. in there. That's crazy. <laughs> Is it like a Christian version of the dare, like no, this was in public school. It this wasn't like a theatrical. It, it wasn't a Christian dead. version. <laughs> First of all, I know you all believe dance. in me. Second of all, this one's dead. But the, <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> the tagline for it was "Don't shatter dreams." Why is it like "Don't drive drunk"? Yeah, drive drunk. I, I do remember one time I was like, I was like medicated on cough medicine or something. I was like feeling a little whatever, <laughs> and I was sick. Like, and I was I was in class. And I, I just turned to my uh, theater director. I was like, and he was doing something with like a bunch of stacks of paper. I was like, hey, Sheffield, don't shatter reams. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he said, Greg, you're cute. <laughs> because that was my nickname at the time. I don't care. No, oh, come on. <laughs> just listen to me. Wait, he calls it, your nickname was Greg Why was at your the nickname? time? Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've told <gasps> you this. You gotta crack a few Gregs to make a Tomlet. Mm-hmm. That's almost. Do you relate to Greg in succession? Yeah, I relate to Greg (laughs) the most. No, (laughs) I don't relate to Greg the most. I relate to someone else the most. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You love Jerry. You're you're Stan, right? You love that retweet. Uh, So Zoe Girl does end up talking about this on their little documentary and speaking to it better than I could. I'm really breaking down. Forever 17 is um, a song. It's actually- 
And I think that's all we need to know. I'll get this angle. <laughs> yeah, for the list yeah, at home. This covered. And you can find these videos on YouTube. It says Zoe Girl Real Life Part Two. <laughs> What uh, are these angles that's angle so just like, keep going uh, it was 2001 <laughs> this was cool back then you guys are too young to remember yeah because i'm 90 cool. or whatever the hell yeah you <laughs> love these angles yeah this is what we would do for birth of a nation <laughs> <laughs> You're like my a favorite white movie apparently that wasn't part of the joke but telling that you All would right. say Actually, that a true story about a girl in my hometown in new jersey <laughs> she turned 17 and she got her driver's license and a week later, she was uh, killed in a car accident. You never know what's going to come in life and the struggles you're going to go through. You know, you don't, you're not guaranteed that you're going to make it to 18. So we wanted that she song on the album that to really encourage kids to not take <laughs> she that it up. Take every minute, you know, as it is and, and thank God for it. And it. It turns out to be such a great song that really makes people think about, you know, the value of life. I take each day as, as a blessing and I thank God for another breath. <laughs> Chill it out. <laughs> Chill it out. I want to play this. <laughs> One beauty regimen I could not live without would be sunscreen. Because I think if you don't preserve what you got, then there's the, all the rest of the products. Have. All right. <laughs> it's such a weird video. You think they're going song by song. I love it. They go categories. It's just random it's just topics. Random. It's like, what's your Sunscreen? favorite makeup? Yeah. <laughs> also, during this YouTube deep dive, I did find a video of them doing their first single from their first song. <laughs> from their first album on TBN. Oh, my God. But here's the thing about it. It's called I Believe. This is their big one, yeah. <gasps> the dancing. Yeah, there's a good amount of dancing. And cool. Ooh, look at those I outfits. Now here's the thing, and for the listener at home, I do, I do implore you to look this up because. Oh my god. It is just like a TBN thing. They're clearly lip syncing. Whatever. Who cares? Oh no. But the notable thing is the venue that they're in. They're playing to all men. <laughs> For no explanation. What? It's a bunch of men Why? with like shaved heads in the audience. What? So I don't know if this Are is like a prison, prison game. <laughs> what a weird life this would have must have been. Zoe Girl, live from Folsom Prison. God, that long like coat duster thing over some yeah. well, look, pants. It's such all a gentlemen. What is this? Maybe they just men sit at the front. But there's no women in the video. I was looking for They're them. They're just sitting See, down. Look. It's supposed to look like a little club, like a little uh, jazz club. Don't you want to go? These poor gals, they deserve like better lighting pit. than that. That must be like what they do at TBN when there's like a dance number. Yeah. Because there's like, like let's yeah. put it in a scene, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do it at like a club. Like the coconut grove. <laughs> or the coconut. Are you sure about that joke? What's that classical song called? Is it Furlies? Furlies. This one's just wacky. Wait, what's the point of this one? What's this one? Oh, you're, it's a, you're a sad girl genre. Although they switch it to a boy oh, in the second verse. Moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Because it's like, you're yeah. living your Are life, you sure if something's missing. Are you Are sure? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Wait, I... I do want to play that. I show about that. <laughs> Is that how we should end our? You doing that. That's how we should end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
It's very cool. Britney inflected. Very Ordinary cool. Day is about how uh, being basic is good. Oh uh, my God. And yes. everything's fine. <laughs> you can like Marvel movies. It's, totally it's okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Uh, here and Now was anthemic. This one where it's like, this closes the album, right? Hold hands and rise up. No, the one that closes the album is the seven minute long one. It's <laughs> like a slow, plodding yeah. ballad, which Can we, we will play, play. Even If. I think that was my favorite song. I think so. I think that was one of my favorites, too. It's the only one I kind of knew. That almost sounds like a Bruno Mars song at the beginning. I've been locked out of hell. Bruno wishes. He wishes, yeah. He would. Yeah, you're right. Middle of a hurricane. You know this? Oh yeah, <laughs> I know all the words when I played it. <laughs> Do I get the bar? Do I think? I want to be led in worship by Angela. Totally. I'm really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what Obviously, was? Obviously, your- I mean, you rose to the cream of the crop. What was your favorite song to do leading worship? Oh no, I mean, I got the chance once, like the the It Girl song to sing would be Oceans. Yeah. yeah. I sang it once and. Oof. But you, but you killed it. That was like to change the key for me. Yeah, I couldn't do it in the original key. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say it like that. <laughs> Britney's like Britney's Britney's rise. Rise. Oceans rise. Wait, can you do musical impressions? Could you do like a grande if if someone put a gun to your head? Not I don't think I could do a grande. That one, I think, is the hardest. That's hard, yeah, because she's got a really good range. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't have that range. Because it feels like it. a lot of girls have a Britney. Yeah. Britney's like, Britney's easy. Easy. Love so easy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I could do a Lord. Um, oh, yeah. Boring. And I was lying up. Can you do a Taylor? I can't do Taylor. I could do a Regina Spector. I could do. Back to That's very good. Yeah. Which actually sounds like uh, Sylvanesso too. Mm. That sounds like the mm. female singer from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. I kind of have like a weird. Um, I'm doing a musical right now, Dang. and everyone comes up to me and they're like, "Your voice is so raspy and different, or whatever." And I was thinking, listening to this album, and then I was listening to like some like. <laughs> uh, Christian, just like some old like Hillsong albums, and mm-hmm. I was like, especially oh some of the Mosaic albums too, and there's just like a lot of it girl like earth to them <laughs> to the sound, earth. and I was like, what if when I was little I wanted to sound like that, and that's just and how I sing, how you now. sing now. I mean, it's impossible that you didn't internalize it, you know? Exactly, what I mean? like, of course like, you did. But everyone's like, your voice is so different. Like what? Like you know, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, oh, that's just uh, how I sing. And I'm like, oh my god, mosaic. And was I just twelve <laughs> trying to be like, Lord God? I'm trying to do that. I think that's probably why I sound like an Andrew's sister when I yeah. sing a lot of the time. It's like a because you went to church at a 1940s tribute. <laughs> no, because that's just what I was listening to. Wait, do you think you sound like an Andrew sister when you try to sing? A little bit, yeah. Unless I like really try not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So I think the same thing of like yeah. trying to grow up with that sound. But so there's like, yeah. The ghosts of Darlene Sheck and Brooke Frazier oh and Lauren Daigle now walk alongside you. I like oh Brooke Frazier. Oh my God. Yeah. My aunt kind of looks out. like uh, Darlene Sheck. Well, when I was little, mm-hmm. I thought they were the same person. Oh, that's very sweet. Okay. Yeah. My mom is the potter's hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, this is the uh, this is a real downer of an album closer. Yeah. I do want to read a uh, review from JesusFreakHideout.com. Hell yeah, I love <laughs> Jesus Freak Hideout. Which is a website for Christian music reviews. That's like where they have all the tea. Usually the third time's the charm, but for Zoe Girl, the second time is absolutely the best. I mean, where are you going to get writing like that, honestly? <laughs> you haven't even got to the third one. The yet. three girls of Zoe Girl, Chrissy Conway, Alisa Gerard, and Kristen Swinford, have really outdone themselves with their sophomore record life. Riddled with dance pop tunes, heartfelt ballads, and plenty of extras. Riddled. Just riddled. Life is certainly... I know, it makes it sound like riddled with STDs. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Life is certainly making waves in the Christian music industry. From the moment life begins and the drum loops start to kick in, you know you're in for a musical fiesta. Oh no. Fiesta. With all my heart, starts things out with a pumped up feel that lasts throughout the duration of the album. Almost a worship pop song, with all my heart, really expresses what Zoe Girl is all about worshiping Jesus. Even if cranks the beat up another notch to give us a dance track, you can't help but move to. That's true. One of the best songs in the album, Dismissed, Dismissed. Dismissed shakes things down with more of that dance pop Zoe Girl is known for. <laughs> Lyrically and musically strong, life has some of the best stuff we've seen from Zoe Girl so far. From funky dance pop to tender and heart wrenching songs, it really can't get much better than this. <laughs> Thank Wait, you, Sean Stevenson. Are you sure it wasn't Kevin T. Porter? No, Sean <laughs> Steven Red. Pillow. Water uh, bottle. <laughs> yeah, dismiss. We didn't talk about. So, if you'll recall, on our uh, horniest Christian song of all time episode, we did play a track, a little bit of dismiss, because this was a listener submission for the horniest it Christian was? song oh, of all time. Yeah. Because it is kind of a sexy demonic dance <laughs> with the devil. It's like a it's little... It's hard to tell for a little while, yeah. If it's like, it's a, like a bad boy or is it Satan? <laughs> it's a satanic tango. Well, the lyric in the in the chorus is, I'm not going to bend down to give you a kiss. In which case, it's a bad like little Whoa. boy. Short. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the devil it's a short, short. king. Mm-hmm. Is the devil a short king? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's why he's so angry. Do we stand? Do we stand a short king? We short kings. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna bend down to give you a kiss. That's crazy. Which, by the way, I think they, I think they need bow down and give you a kiss, like like kiss his feet. Kind of oh thing. my god, I, know. I love that. But the but the visual is like. <laughs> it is where like I just think of like of a head. little boy or like a child or something like your niece. I'm not gonna Satan give you a usually little appears kiss. as a little boy. <laughs> Anything else we yeah. want to talk about in the uh, album before we get to our final thoughts? There's so much to dissect here. We could, there's just so much in there. there. I mean, we how could we get to it in a single night? I really? think we have to talk about ABCD. Oh yeah. yes, of course. Before of we course, go and course. then give yes, our thoughts. Of course, yeah. of course. Well, and we need to tell our listener actually. Zoe Girl says it better than we ever could. Let's just yeah. play that. Life. Life. Not just any kind of life. This is eternal life. Are you hitting on me? It's easy to understand. <laughs> it's simple to get. It's as simple as A, B, C. Life. A. 
This is crazy. B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And C. Confess your sins and commit your life to Him. D. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until tomorrow. That's that whole Forever 17 thing. Yeah, they're big into that. Being like, I mean, so many Christian bands were like, live like, like if you don't live today for Jesus, you don't have tomorrow. So much urgency in getting saved. I know, but sometimes we don't live with enough urgency. So maybe there's Are you siding with them on that? What's that? Yeah. You're a big ABCD guy? Yeah, but (laughs) my ABCs are a little bit different. (laughs) Ass, but... Cheeks. Dick. <laughs> cheeks, I like better. Yeah. Ass, cheeks, Ass, cock butt, and dick. Cheeks, cheeks and dick. And downstairs. And don't live like, don't live for tomorrow. <laughs> and Mine was going to be apples, cheese. B? No, I already. <laughs> apples, blueberries, cheese, and dick. <laughs> All right, let's get to our final um, thoughts. Yeah. I think they put that in there because there is that thing of like, we can't, we can't leave anything unsaid. You know, we got to make sure these teens have an opportunity to get saved. Very like it's the altar, altar call. Yeah, that it's is, the altar call. That's so cool sure. actually to be like, <laughs> we're going to be sick. We're going to dance. You don't know if we're talking about we're boys. We're going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if we're talking about the devil or boys. And then at the end, we're just going to drop it all Put and all be the like. the on the table. And save somebody yeah. through the album. Because that's like, that's that kind of Christianity <laughs> of like you, if you have to say the prayer and then you're in and it, as long as we did that, like we did our job, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be like Ted talky to talk about like love and life <laughs> and then to really bring it home and be like. Yeah. Yeah. You know how this works, Angela. We're going to give it a thumbs up, a thumbs down or space between. Holy toast roast or space between. Holy toast. We send Zoe girl to heaven where they're going to be forever. Moms? <laughs> Apologists. Apologists. And foundation. That's crazy. Forever starters. 17 Current moms. apologists. <laughs> Holy roast, we send them to hell where they can bow down and give our big... Get a lot of kisses. Big red man a kiss. <laughs> hey, red welcome man. Zoe girl. Oh, no. We've been waiting We've for been you. We've been tussling for hours. <laughs> we loved your performance at TVN. <laughs> We were watching it, me and the we're big red the man over here. Crowd. Or Space Between. That's purgatory. The space between. As we all know, we start with Caroline. Uh, wow, this album really threw me for a loop. I <laughs> thought it was one thing, and then there was just a, a shocking amount of death in this album, <laughs> and Satan, and... Yeah. like and ordinary life. Yeah, it took like a couple listens <laughs> to realize, like, oh, they're, yeah, they're talking about a girl that died young, and like all this stuff. Um I'm so sorry, Angela. I'm going to have to roast it. I found it kind of hard to listen to, and I had to take some breaks and listen to, like, Jolene here and there (laughs) to, like, split it up and remember what music sounded like. Uh, So, yeah, those girls can go straight to hell. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold (laughs) on. I cannot get the, like, old man McGillicuddy runner on the podcast while you're like, I had to listen to real music like Jolene. (laughs) Like Jolene. Like the the current hits of the day. Uh, That's because there's a podcast going on about it right now. So it's actually cutting edge, Kevin. (laughs) I I love it. It's so good. It's very good. Yeah. I had to listen to Jolene. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me. Just oh, I gotta be honest. All right, Angela, your turn. Oh, don't ever. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Sorry. me. We turn to Angela. Um, I think I roasted it too. 
I think I've always listening to it. I was like the first listen through was like, oh my god, nostalgia! I know all the words. Dismissed is so good, but like towards the end, you just wanted to end, and that's not what you want an album to do. <laughs> no, need to see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving it a roast too. Sorry, Zoe girls. Sorry, Zoe. You weren't dorky enough for me. Yeah, I wanted you've more dorky. Yeah, be funny. Yeah, like, like another ABC would been great. <laughs> We have insecurities. We're 10 pounds overweight. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, and it's real. And their pain's valid. And, yes, and it's yes, all it is. fair. It is. It but, is. Uh, You're right. But it, it's just the video. I want to see if I can find that clip now before we go. Are you in a golf cart? Off our makeup. And we're just being complete dorks. <laughs> Check this out. We're we open it up. Nice little bit of makeup, right? Watch out. You got to have your toiletry bag. And these handy-dandy things are great. They're all right. They're dorks. These girls are so insane. We're complete Lock dorks. them up because they're out of their minds. Let them play before they become mommies. <laughs> I hope they became more than mommies. They did. But not all that being, uh, every mommy whatever. is more than a mommy. I can't cover every base. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel bad. I love them. Oh, my God. I know. Wait, what you're doing right now, that's what we call the dodge an email <laughs> Tap dance. I know. I don't want to be Now you're covering that face. I do believe it. It's just I'm tired. Okay, I'm sick. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Go vote. <laughs> okay, now we're doing lift up. All right, uh, now we bring down the lights. Everyone's uh, got stuff to lift up. And as usual, we start with Caroline. Lift up my TikTok at Caroline Sparks. We got a big oh follow going on right now. I'm so sorry. The, um, the videos are not good. And I'm going to lift up Masters of Design on Netflix. I was watching that. It's a British Ooh. TV show about interior design. Very fun. The winner will shock you. Shocked me. Ooh. All right, we turn to Angela. Your turn. Can you come right back to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. <laughs> you can lift up the podcast everywhere at Christian Fun Pod. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. Leave us a review on iTunes. Or Apple Podcasts now. We'll donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Church Clarity. And we're coming back to Angela. Um, I guess I could just lift up. <laughs> we're on fire right now. Where <laughs> <laughs> your uh, nose is. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, this is just a fact. I'm just, I'm rewatching Gossip Girl. Ooh. Hey. Is it still fun? It's even better. What holds up the least? The Dorota relationship i don't know if you know but she is like one of the characters has a maid and she's like an immigrant oh it's yes 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 i remember that holding by a thread it's just Oof. awful yeah what's your instagram handle again um it's my middle name giovanna giratana giovanna giratana i don't really have anything to lift up yeah i'm sorry that's why i went with my gram it's okay Perfect. we're here to lift you up though that's it. oh my it's heart my heart has that's been true. lifted hey it's not about projects it's about people that's not true. that's what i've always said yeah and what i'll always say until the end of it's time it's not about projects it's about people it's not about projects it's about people. People are hey, projects. y'all, make sure you check out Kevin's projects. He he is also on TikTok now. He has a profile picture and everything at Kevin T. Porter. Oh. That's not, that's not what you want. I nope, want it. It's not what I want. I can't wait. <laughs> oh. I, I got I it so follow. I could I could witness whatever Caroline is doing. To, I want to see her like oh, that's command so her little that's kingdom really sweet. of TikTokers. That's really nice. Uh, for support. Angela, thank you so much for joining thank us you for on the show. What a fun great. time. Thank you so much. And there's nothing left to say except for an all of pond people said amen. amen. Angela, what song, Zoe Girl or otherwise, do you want us to go out on? Uh, let's do Dismissed. Dismissed? Okay. 
Just because we roasted them, let's lift them again. Yeah. Oh, give, we can, give them their best. We can do that. Well, you know what? I'll do one better. Not only are we going to go out with the song for Dismissed, we're going to go out with the freaking music video for Dismissed. Oh. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Sicario. Sicario. That was a HeadGum Podcast.